0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Mama Pachamama podcast. (sighs) I'm Vivian McKinnon, and I just finished doing, Brett took the boys, so I did just like a nice little dance workout, just put on some fun music and danced in front of the mirror for a little while, and then did a dry brush and, um, put some salve all over my body and gave myself a little face massage and I'm feeling freaking fabulous. It's so nice to just take a little bit of time to love on myself. It always just opens me. I always feel such a, such an opening when I do this. So, um, that's just like my little reminder to do those nice little things for yourself daily because, Boy, does it make a difference. And I'm just here. I just smoked like half of a holy smoke. And wow, what a beautiful way to kind of round out my morning of self-love, self-care before I step into this recording space. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've recorded, even though it's only been like a week. And I guess that's because so much has happened in the last week. Is anyone else like what the hell is going on? There's so much going on in my life right now. I feel completely overwhelmed. Like, I wouldn't even know where to begin if I was to try to share what's going on. But um, I am going to share a little bit because it's uh, something that I would, if I haven't talked about already, I would inevitably talk about at some point. So um, my kids... Um, pretty much just Kai and Sol. Steve, for some reason, has, like, some superhuman immune system. This kid, when he does get sick, he heals in, like, 12 hours or something. It's crazy. And sometimes he just doesn't even get it, even if everyone else in the house does. So, um, he's doing something right. Uh... We all are. We're all, like, always doing all this stuff. But anyway, uh, so Kai and Sol this past week have just been... Who knows what's going on. And I wanted to come on and share how I handle uh, injuries and sickness and all that kind of stuff in my household. Because obviously with three boys, it's... um, you know, and just kids. Kids are just so grimy, you know, so they get <laughs> they get they and they're like especially when you let kids be wild and go out in nature and like climb trees and use their bodies as just like a freaking um I can't think of what to say, but like they, you know, they get injuries. It happens. And I'm very encouraging of that, if that's not obvious. I want my kids to explore the limitations and the capabilities of their body because that's um such a beautiful thing that I didn't grow up with. I mean, I was grown up with or I was raised with the idea of like protect yourself at all costs, don't do anything risky. And it took me a really long time to like start exploring like, oh, my body is actually like really strong and capable and I don't have to live in this you know, fear of like breaking a bone. That's a big one we hear. Actually, you can really, like a nice healthy diet will, unless like there's some freak accident, a nice healthy diet will often prevent um, bone breaking and um, a lot of things. So anyway, or at least, um, and also prepare the body for healing optimally. So Kai was um, one night, he had like this, he got, okay, so he got this like tiny, tiny, tiny little rash um, on his bum. And I was just, you know, I never think twice about rashes after three boys in, I'm just like three children in. I, I mean, kids just get, they just get stuff. It Rashes happen and I really don't think much of it ever almost. But he got this tiny little rash and I was like, huh, okay. Noticed it. Didn't really think anything of it. I think I put a little bit of salve on it, but just whatever. He didn't seem bothered by it. And then like the following day was just having a rough day. One of those days where baby's like, you need me to hold me in your arms all day. You may not put me down. I think he really slept a lot of the day as well. And he ended up getting a pretty intense fever. I just remember his body, you know, yeah, that fever. And then I'm kind of going to, I'm not going to be like super um, timeline specific. But Soul ended up also getting a pretty gnarly fever uh, maybe a day or two after Kai. But there weren't really any other symptoms besides this rash on Kai that ended up just like intensifying. I mean, he got it. All over his bum, just like these, like pretty big, like blister-looking um, bumps, and then kind of toward the sides, it almost looked like it was covering the diaper area. But then there were some, like, on his thighs, and so it was just kind of like a mystery. Like, what did he get this from? And then I noticed he was getting, like, a little bit on his feet, on his on, on his legs. So, anyway, I'd first like to address something that is a common misconception in, um, in our culture when it comes to fevers. And I'm sure that most of you listening to this already know this, but I want to talk about it anyway for maybe the off chance that somebody's like, oh, I didn't realize that. Fevers are the body's way of trying to rid the body of whatever is troubling it, right? So the fever is the body raising the temperature to kill off anything that's trying to attack the body. And it's this beautiful, natural um, response mechanism to our bodies being infected in some way. I love fevers. Of course, it is horrifying to watch your child in that state of lethargy and discomfort but a fever is a good thing and the last thing you want to do with a fever is anything you really want to just let it run its course and allow the body to have an opportunity to prove itself, essentially work its immune system and do its job, right? That's the immune system stepping in and being like, look at how powerful I am. Let it be powerful. Um, so I, the, the one that always trips me out is everyone's always like, Oh, get cold washcloths. And you know, you want to get rid of, no, you don't, you really don't want to do anything. And the beautiful thing that I've noticed about my children is they are very intuitive. And I, and I'm, thinking most healthy i'm thinking pretty much all healthy children are very intuitive with what they need when they're going through a fever and they ask for it and they they intuitively rest so for me if a kid has a fever you get free reigns to just watch movies and chill don't overthink anything so the so that's that's like easy to get them to stay put you know, which they're automatically going to do anyway. Um, And really let them just go through it. I don't put any cloths. I don't, obviously, I don't give them any kind of medication. I honestly don't even give my children tinctures, herbal. I don't give them any herbal remedies when they have a fever. For me, herbalism, herbal remedies, there are occasions like when when herbal remedies can come in in an acute situation and be helpful. So yes, like an injury, putting a really nice healing salve on it is really beneficial. But honestly, overall, uh, I see herbalism and herbal remedies as a preventative. So what I like to do is incorporate herbs into our daily life. Therefore, you're just these. So when these times come that a child gets a fever or that a child is infected with something and the fever comes on, I know that I've equipped my children's body with all of the nutrients and just all the everything that they could need to be able to have a healthy immune response to whatever they're going through. So I don't give them tinctures. I'm literally only there as support that's it. That's my only job. And of course, I want to occasionally check in. I mean, one thing that we can get concerned with if if they're too lethargic is hydration. So I'm always sure to keep water close by so they just can reach over and drink some water easily. But I don't push food. I don't push, I mean, they'll ask like, Sol Ray was so interesting. He did not want anything but frozen blueberries. That's all that kid wanted while he was going through his fever. And I, and I was like sitting there eating them with him and I was like, oh, this is really refreshing and it's like juicy. So there's like a little bit of a, of hyd- hydration to it. Like, oh, this is really nice. I can see why he's opting for this maybe is the only thing he could really stomach i didn't really know what was going on and that's another part of this i'm not really interested in diagnosing anything anymore first of all because it's kind of a like who fucking knows it doesn't seem like anyone really ever knows like a diagnosis at this point and to me it's it's kind of like uh what am i going to do with that information it, once again sure in like in a really intense emergency situation but uh you know as a parent we intuitively know when something is oh shit this is a real really big emergency it's time to get our child to you know the emergency room or something like that and okay yeah they've got this little rash it's spreading a little bit they you know they seem a little bit itchy but overall you know Maybe they got a little bit of fever for 12 hours, but overall, the kid's playing, they're eating, they're fine. So that's where I'm at, and I'm very lucky to be parenting with somebody who's in the same place of trust. So for us, such a huge investment in our our, our life is eating well, getting in the sun, getting plenty of rest, Um uh, minimizing the amount of toxins we're exposed to and really all of these holistic ways to keep ourselves healthy. Therefore, when we go into time of illness, everyone we we are in total trust that everyone's body is prepared to take it on and to handle it. And this goes for like um I'll give an example. I got like this lump in my breast. Um I noticed it maybe about a year and a half ago, something like that. And of course, naturally, women are scared into thinking, oh my God, there's a lump. I need to go to the doctor. I need to do all these scans. I need to be so fearful. And I remember just like, of course, those waves of like, what is this? But then intuitively, you know, I do dry brushing and self-massage and all that kind of stuff all the time. And intuitively, I've been really just like, Loving on that little bump that would maybe make me feel fear and I might be disgusted by. I was just kind of like, no, I'm gonna massage this. I'm gonna like, this isn't, you know, I've been breastfeeding for how many freaking years straight? Like eight years? No, not eight years, seven years. Basically. Um yeah, of course, my my breasts are probably exhausted. Geez, they must be. Oh my God, my poor nipples. Um, so, yeah, naturally, I was just like intuitively. Let me massage this. When I sit down and dry brush, when I moisturize my skin, let me massage my breast more, and let me like massage this lump in particular. And the more I've been doing it, I've been watching this lump disappear. And the, like it's it's you know it, when you when you step out of the space of diagnosing something and, and feeling the fear of it. And you just kind of try to give yourself a minute to like, what's my body telling me? What do you, what do, if I was just to like not overthink it and, and try to figure out what my body is asking of me right now, what, what should I do? Well, naturally it's like, we, we like, we like shy away. We get scared of the things, but I felt, let me get closer to it. Let me show it love. Cause this little bump doesn't want to be here. Like my boob doesn't want this little lump thing on it. And yeah, you know, here I am lump free, um, just through, so I'm not suggesting that's the right move for everybody. Once again, I do so much, um, consistent investment in my physical health, that I feel well-equipped to guide my body back to optimal health if something does arise. And I feel the same way with my children. So both of my children, or two of them, two out of three, ended up getting a pretty gnarly fever. And naturally, I pretty much lose sleep um, just to hold space. Because what a child really needs in that time is... Just to be held, to be reminded that he's safe and that he is loved. And that is, I've been, this is something like a little mantra that I've been um, saying to my children lately when emotions are high or maybe just like feelings are intense, the energy is intense and I can tell they need support. I just sit there and I say to them, you are safe and you are loved because You know, as much as the word like safe is kind of annoying with everything going on in the world today with all the COVID stuff, um, you know, the truth is children really seek that they, you know, like if you've ever been at the playground with your child and your child's having a really good time and really in it and you see them look over at you and they make that eye contact with you and then they go back to what they're doing, you know, that's them like checking in giving themselves that reminder, that reassurance. They want that reassurance from you that they are, you know, they are safe. And then they can really fully be there, um, get into that, like, playful mode, right? So I've been noticing this with my children. They check in quite often um, looking for that reminder of love and safety. So this is something that's just been, like, so useful for me. And it actually really helps me to disengage from whatever adult thing is running through my head that I need to be doing. And as I say this to my children, I really do soften up and kind of dissolve any other thoughts and, and create that little like container of, of safety and love for them to sit in. So often, um, not often, like always when a child is going through a fever or not feeling well, they want to be held. They just want to be held both, uh, energetically and physically. So that's something that's so important to me is to hold them, put everything aside, hold them and just give the, you know, Hey, it's uncomfortable to be sick. It's confusing for a child, especially one that like, can't really communicate with words. So just to be held as they go through it is such a beautiful, important, um, thing we can do as parents for our children, uh, something that I'd I'd love to mention on here because that's what I do. I mention things. I talk about things that are just heavily on my on my mind. And you know, maybe anyone listening can relate. But my business is growing quite a bit, which I love. Of course, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm making more sales regularly and uh, working with women more, and it's all beautiful. And along with that. Um, I'm checking in with myself pretty regularly to remind myself that always my number one job is being a mom. I love my work. I love my business. But it is important that I am always prioritizing when my children need me uh, because that's how I'm going to maintain balance. And it's easy to kind of start falling into, no, I need to do this. No, I need to always remind myself my number one job is being wonderful mother to my children, and then I can do my business with a little bit more ease. So um, I had this event I was really looking forward to that I got, that I was asked to participate in um, as Mama Pachamama Apothecary and all that, or even just all my offerings. I was really excited to um, connect with other people in the community and network more and meet people in like real time. Cause that's so nice. I feel like so many things are online now. It's just really nice to meet people in person and be the face of your business and kind of let people see, feel your energy, right? There's just something so magical about that. So I was so excited about this event and I ended up having to cancel and not going and of course, that's not how I like to do business. I I really don't like that. And I ended up canceling the morning of, which also felt terrible. But Sol, uh, okay, so he had his fever. He lost the fever. Uh, so I don't even, there were no other symptoms beside a fever. And the energy has been pretty heavy and intense in my home lately. So perhaps this contributed to it. But he spent the next like two days just completely inconsolable. I mean, and he's like still, still feeling it's he's still a little bit on edge today, but he was, I mean, nothing would, nothing, none of the usual things that me or Brett or his brothers would do to get him, you know, smiling and or peaceful or anything. Nothing was helping. It was, wow. I don't think I don't think I ever experienced that with Steve to that point. And I mean, Steve had his anger, and I guess there were moments when Steve was so there were definitely moments when Steve was so angry. And no matter what I did or said, there was no helping him out of that state. And that always felt so scary and challenging. Um, but I guess with soul, his emotion manifests more as like sadness. So he, he cries so intensely. He just, he's just, if you see his little eyes, it's, um, heartbreaking. He's just got these very sad little eyes sometimes. And, um, you know, I saw a little boy that just had needed to go through his feelings and it's so easy to want to um, somehow distract them with a tree or with a you know a movie or something. And there was a little bit of that, but there were moments where it felt very clear to me. Wow, he just needs to move these, move this energy through, through his body and out, because he's feeling so deeply, and and that's really hard because we are likely triggered from our when we were younger and we needed to cry like that and we were told no you're not allowed to cry you're being too loud you're making me uncomfortable you're making the neighbors uncomfortable you know this is this is an inconvenience our feelings are an inconvenience to the people around us and so therefore we tend to project the same thing onto our children right and i kind of just said fuck it i'm going to everyone's uncomfortable in the house um but everyone's just going to have to put up with it we need to let soul just have these feelings and and go through it so that boy cried to the point I'm surprised he didn't lose his voice but he cried so much and we all just kind of sat there and of course my mama heart is breaking at my little boy who's just seems so unwell in the moment but I also just in that in that place of trust like I remember calling my mom and telling her, and my mom's just kind of like, oh, this is, you know, this could be serious. I was like, it's not serious. He's not, he, like, I asked him, I said, you know, do you have boo-boos? Are you hurt? And, you know, he's kind of, like, uh, tensing up his body. But overall, it's, it's not, like, a physical pain. It's not, you know... When those questions pop up, is there something going on internally that we don't know? No, it, 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 we were, I arrived at a point where I realized this is just very emotional. And I just let him ride those waves. And boy, did I, did I like just my mama heartbreaking as I'm sitting there listening to my child cry and cry and cry and cry and going, mommy. But then when I would try to um, give him love and make him feel better, it was just it, it wasn't really helping um, so one thing that was really important to me was like, I realized like he's not eating enough cause he's so upset. So I, I did just kind of like, here, let me make food that he really loves. And then at one point, just like a, a light switch, all of a sudden he was just ravenous and just eating and eating and eating. Um, it was an interesting, really interesting and really heartbreaking and really important moment for me. And I felt, uh, really proud of myself once again to be forgiving with myself and, and also just, you know, that reminder of like my parenting, my young children is my number one job and, and being there for them when they need me, even if it's an inconvenience to my own tiredness or my work, whatever it might be. So you know, I essentially have spent most of the past week just holding my children, holding space for them, holding them physically, and during that time, you know, playing games with Steve, to... so he wasn't feeling ignored, and very heavy parenting, because often when all the kids are feeling well, and no one's under the weather at all, and no one's going through these, like, emotional spells, my kids are pretty, like... They just do their thing. They are all very playful. They love to play. and they just kick it all day doing stuff. Of course, all throughout the day, they come to me looking for for whatever they need. But I feel like for having three children in the house all the time, neither none of them are going off to school or anything like that. Um, it's like not not as bad as I think most people would think. So that is how. I successfully navigate illness in the family or someone fighting something off, but such a huge, I'm talking about like what I do, which is basically nothing. And that can be really confusing for some, um, but alongside not doing anything besides making, you know, drink water available or tea and making, um, you know, food available or whatever, just like having everything available to them. Um, well, the other part of, of this, I feel like is really energetic. Like it, of course there, I, I'm not like a freaking zombie. Of course I have that moment of, is my, ba- is my baby okay? Like it, cause it's, it's just it's so, so sad to see your child or like feel them and feel that fever and see their little lethargic face. And, but of, of course I have that moment, but it, it's always like, you know, you have the moment and then quickly those reminders of, no, you've done everything to be well prepared for your child going through this. And I really have to to make sure I'm energetically in the right space for them. So whatever I have to do to kind of make my life Less stressful, a little bit easier. Maybe I like, I, I'm pretty sure for a couple of days there, I didn't even bother cooking food. It was just kind of a free for all eat what's in the fridge, snacks, and stuff like that, which is not what we do most days. But once again, reducing the amount of stress and overthinking and to make sure I'm like energetically in the right space to just sit there and be with my children. So yeah, you would think as an herbalist that I'm like, pushing all these herbs on them and I'll do that with tea just because tea can be so refreshing and you know I think there's just something nice about but other than that like we don't really do a whole lot to to try to change what's happening I mean the body's naturally doing what it what it needs to do and I'm also not interested in hiding my children away from situations like we I never really care if if we go for a play date and there's other kids there that are sick, I'm never, you know. Or if a friend's like, "Hey, my kids just got cool," I'm not worried about it. Um, you know, I don't want to hide away from anything. That's just that's that's oh, that's such a uh, really sad way to go go about life. So, yeah, um, it was uh, a wild, wild ride, and I feel like, you know. Another thing that I'm just going to, there's been a lot of tension in my house lately. We've got a lot of family things going on right now and children sense that they know it, even if they can't speak, they sense it energetically and it affects them. And it's been so important to me lately with that heightened energy and intensity to really make sure I'm making time for connecting with them often and checking in with them often and giving them that, once again, that mantra of like, you are safe and you are loved because chaos and instability can really unearth them. And, you know, they lose that sense of groundedness. And it's so important when there's intense energy or intense emotion to just give our children that reassurance and that's what I've been doing a lot of. And with Steve, you know, he's old enough, I can just sit there and say these words to him because he he did have a couple of days of just like feeling a lot and I just hold him in my arms and just, you are safe and you are loved. You are so safe and you are so loved. Um, that's powerful. It's I felt that with my body and I know he would feel it and we've been just navigating big feelings together with so much more grace than in the past. And that's taken a lot of work on myself because I'm naturally a pretty impatient person. So learning this patience is so valuable. And once I implement more patience with my kids and I see the difference and feel the difference, um, it really is like, wow, this is so powerful to just bring on more patience. And the reason I'm impatient is because you know my own parents were impatient with me blah blah blah. so breaking the cycles and giving them that um support they need when when they need it is like so powerful um parenting is wild it really it really breaks you and challenges if you're trying to do it right and you're with your kids all the time and you really want to break some of the unhealthy patterns, stop those like generational traumas that are like, yeah, they're heavy. They're deep. I'm, I'm interested in doing that work because it's really beautiful to see the other side of it. So yeah, it's been quite a journey. Um, let me know anyone who's listening to this, like follow me. If you're following me on social media, let me know. Like if you have any, anything else to add or contribute with how you handle illness. And I i mean, I know for a lot of people, this can be so unsettling uh, to just trust. I mean, and this goes with so much stuff, right? It goes with birth, uh, it, it goes with wild pregnancy. And, um, you know, I can't remember the last time I went to a doctor or, you know, most of my, my, my kids don't go to doctors. We don't do anything like that. And that requires a lot of trust that you're doing everything, um, that you can to make that a good, a good decision. And that's hard for people to digest. Um, but I don't think, I know I'm not alone. I know there are so many people waking up to just the flaws in the system. And, uh, it feels really nice to kind of break the, the story to like, to like, debunk the story that we've been told, like the whole thing of, oh, you got to put a cold washcloth on your kid and you got to give them Tylenol. And it's like, no, you don't. And my kids are so healthy overall that like the proof is right there in the freaking pudding. Just um, if you meet my kids, they're tough, tough little beings. And I'm not scared of them getting sick. Like I said, I'm not scared of them getting an injury, oh, that's another thing I was going to say. You know, when they get an injury or something like that, like I would never put an antibacterial, some, you know, first aid kit kind of ooze on it. When my kids get any kind of injury, often what I do is I'll spray hydrosol on it and then put some salve or, you know, it depends on, on what it's like, but everything that any kind of like cut type injury, bleeding injury, Maybe a little bit of breast milk, maybe some hydrosol, maybe a little bit of salve. And that's about it. Something with a little bit of beeswax, because I find that the beeswax is like just nature's band-aid. Um, and uh, they've always healed up nicely, like no infection or anything like that. It's wild that we're like so quickly, easily opting for Tylenol and um these, like, antibacterial, weird, chemical, nasty shit. And he, Oh, and the Tylenol thing is... I have a funny story about that. Steve went through his period where, like... We never talk about getting headaches or anything, but, you know, kids hear it maybe from, like, other family members or whatever. And Steve went through this period for a while where he was like, oh, mom, I think I have a headache. Like, I have a really, mom, I have a really bad headache. And I kind of have an issue with this because, you know, I don't think he does, first of all. And if he does, like, okay, then let's do some things to get you out of there. And he's never seen us like have a headache and then take something for it. But, you know, I guess there's just kind of this like programming in the culture. So from somewhere he's like kind of picked up this whole idea of like, oh, I have a headache. Oh, I have a bellyache. So I have my my go-tos with like, if you said, for instance, oh, I have a bellyache. I'm like, okay, first go pee and try to poop and drink some water. Try all that first. Okay, you still have it. Now it's time to try eating something. Maybe just eat some fruit. Eat something okay. Then from there, you know, we like have this whole step process. Um, but he'll do it with headaches and I'm like, okay, well, you know what, you know what you have to do when you have a headache, Steve? And he's like, what? I'm like, you basically, the only way is like, you got to go lay down and just close your eyes and just lay there and close your eyes. And he's like, really? He's like, can I watch something? I'm like, oh no, that's like the worst thing you can do when you have a headache, you just need to lay down and close your eyes. Sounds like you maybe just need to go to bed really early and no books or anything, just like nice darkness and lay there really still and really quiet. And funny enough, like a couple minutes later, he'd be like, you know what? I don't think I have a headache anymore. Or like, I'll just, you know, kind of like these something like that with the belly aches. I'm like, oh, you know, what really helps a belly ache. Like drinking a big glass of water with apple cider vinegar in it and he's like I mean he'll drink that by the way like he will drink that but he'll be like you know what I don't think I really have a bellyache anymore and I'm like oh well we were gonna go to the park but if you've got if you're feeling that way then I guess we should just stay home so you can lay in bed and get better and you know go figure he'll be like oh actually mom you know what it's gone away And the truth is, if he did have one of those things, like I would, like if he did really have a headache, I would recommend like go lay and close your eyes, take some deep breaths, go lay in the sun, um, take some deep breaths, drink some water, like do these like very basic things and then come talk to me. But it's so funny because what I learned is, oh, he's just like, you know, he's doing what all kids do. I remember doing that when I was a kid. So Yeah. Parenting through illness, through chaos, is wild, and it really makes you appreciate how the majority of, at least it for me, I'll speak for myself. When I go through a week like I did this past week, where ooh, 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 very intense with my kids, um, going through that really brought gratitude into my heart for how often. Uh, parenting feels quite easy and the, I wouldn't actually easy is not the right word, but the flow is very gentle. You know, it, it's kind of, um, it's enjoyable even with all of all, all the demands, uh, you know, to see my children spend so much of their day, just happily playing outside, inside with toys, with each other, whatever it might be. Um, wow, those days are so beautiful. And it's nice to have the days of, you know, illness and crying and all of that. And to be present in those moments during those days and to, to know like, this is the right choice. This is what's right for my child. Um, man, that feels really, really good. So, Yeah, all you mamas out there, I love you. If you're not doing this stuff, I still love you because we're really all doing the best with what we have. And it's freaking hard, man. It takes a lot to break the cycles, break the patterns. I still, I like, I yelled at the boys yesterday and I actually didn't yell at them. I just screamed really loud because something, I can't remember what happened. See, that's why it's not worth the scream because I can't even remember what it was. But something happened that really, really inconvenienced me and bothered me. And like, oh, it just got me. And I was like, that was so unnecessary. And you're like perpetuating this idea that, oh, let's react by this like crazy outburst. So I have to forgive myself for, all right, Viv, well that's what you did. But let's like, let's try not to do that next time. Try to have a little bit more emotional self-control next time. Cause something that's really important that we're trying to learn in our house for everybody is just like more emotional intelligence, self-control, how to better navigate our feelings that aren't so, um, like outburst, you know, anyway. So, all right. I hope this was like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, that's okay too. Um, It just feels good to share. I just love coming on here and and talking about all this kind of stuff. Parenting is like... Freaking trips and it's very therapeutic to just share with each other right when we're going through all this stuff so I love you all I hope everyone has a really beautiful weekend and give your kids lots and lots of hugs and kisses and remind them that they are in total just safety and love when they're around you because that's all that they want so I love you thanks